Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with a purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the successful life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your time to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier. And today, folks, I am going to talk to you a little bit more about what I do and I'm going to talk to you guys about virtual selling today. So um, I am a business and sales coach. I help struggling entrepreneurs with their sales team, their sales process, and their company culture. And I think you would be really shocked to find out how many people don't have these things in place, right? So I'm the sales CEO. Uh, you can find me at salesceo.co, or you could also follow me on Instagram or Facebook at C-O-R-E-Y-B-E-R-R-I-E-R. So listen, guys, what I want to talk to you guys about today is, about today is virtual selling and the importance of virtual selling. So, you know, we're in the middle of this thing called a pandemic. Um, you know, I think it's a hoax. That's just personally me. Um, this is the thing, dude. Like, you know, if you don't, if you don't feel like it makes sense for your business to do things virtually at this point, I would say you're going to go out of business, right? Because look, at the end of the day, we all have to, we've all had to, I hate the word pivot, but I'm going to use it, uh, pivot in 2020 because we've been hit with some shit that we've never seen before. You know, we got the elections going on. Well, some sort of got sort of going on. We're waiting for Donald Trump to win. And that's my opinion anyway. Um, and so it's just been an interesting time, right? It's been a super, super interesting time. I'm out, I'm sitting out in my, garage smoking a cigar while I do this podcast because I enjoy smoking cigars my fat bottom Betty um listen so let's dive right in virtual selling right virtual selling a lot of people or most prospects and customers want to meet face to face right so prior to making a big decision or a risky decision uh they want to know that they can trust you and and since most people uh, are visual learners and you know that helps selling face to face right i mean uh you your folks your client your customers want to make sure they're making a good decision and lots of times my experience has been that just talking to somebody over the phone uh prospecting is not as it, it's just not as effective as doing it virtually right but here's here's and I'm glad I mentioned the call the calls the cold calling because you know a lot of people say cold calling is dead and I I just don't believe that shit whatsoever. Uh, in fact, I would say that cold calling is by far not dead because hell, everybody and their brother that tells you that cold calling is dead that means they 
are trying to pitch you on click funnels or trying to pitch you on some kind of, you know, some kind of automated service that basically gives you, you know, the salesperson, the opportunity to sit behind a computer and fire off emails or hell, you don't even have to be sitting behind a computer. You can just set it up with click funnels and they'll do the shit for you. So I guess, you know, if you're listening to this and you are a salesperson, think about this for a second. Like how, how, how much money do you make? Right? Because, you know, if you're just firing off email after email after email, I could do, I could set up a click funnel or whatever and have that, have it done automatically. Or, you know, worst case I could hire, uh, you know, uh, a, v, uh, a, a VA, a virtual assistant, and have them do it if that's the case, right? So if you're, you know, if you're a salesperson right now and that's what you're doing, guess what, dude? You're going to be replaced. You are absolutely going to be replaced. And, and, and you're going to be replaced by some automated software, you know? And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I know I don't want to be, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be replaced by some software, right? I don't want to be replaced, period. So I guess the good news about that is I work for myself. So the only place that the person that could really replace me is me. Um, ha however, I will tell you, you know, I've gotten my own way many a times. All right. So anyway, I'm getting off subject here. So virtual selling, right? You know, again, you're, most folks, if you have the option, you're still going to want to meet face-to-face. If you can, but, but, okay, so here's the other side of the coin. Um, you know, how about this? If you've got to drive, just to say you drive 15 minutes to somebody's office and you spend an hour there and you have to drive 15 minutes back, give or take, that's an hour and a half. Well, if you've got a Zoom meeting, that bad boy starts at the time you log in as the salesperson. And it ends whenever you end it, right? So, you know, and so that hour long meeting, you just gained a whole half an hour by doing it virtually. And so people say to me, I mean, I, I hear, I hear all kinds of stuff, right? Um, people are saying, well, you know, people would refer, would rather just, you know, get on the phone or because they're not comfortable with Zoom. Well, here's my question to you. You know, depending on what business you're in, why do you give them an option to get on the phone or to or to meet face to face or to not do business with you? Right. If you didn't give them the option of getting on the phone, guess what? They wouldn't have the option to get on the phone. And if you couldn't meet them face to face and that wasn't an option, guess what? The only other option there is 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 virtual Zoom. Right. Or whatever you decide to use. Uh, Zoom's what I use. Uh, that's what I use to record all my podcasts and everything. So, um, you know, so if the only option is just that you, you know, if the only option is to do it virtually, then your customer or client, they have to do one of two things. Either they have to find somebody in your industry that they like as much as you to do business with. But, um, you know, and, and here's the thing, like, this is not a blanket statement. For the virtual stuff, if I'm selling uh, insurance policies to elderly people, mm, probably not going to get them on Zoom. And let's just be real realistic. I mean, shit, the, the chances of getting an old lady or old man on the phone fucking Zoom is probably not very good. So, you know, you gotta, you've got to, you know, here's an example. Let me, let me just tell you a quick story. There was a study done um, in a local, in a grocery store. And... The study was they, they set out on a Saturday, busiest day of the week, they set out 10 jars of jam, 10 different flavors, right? And so customers would come in and they would try the jam. And then eventually, though, they would, most of them would walk away. Why do you think they did that? Well, there's too many choices. And if you give somebody too many choices, they're going to shut down. I mean, if you think about that, if you walked up to a table and you tasted 10 different things, first of all, by the fifth one, you're probably, your taste buds are going to be exactly, you're probably not going to be able to tell the difference, but it's called sensory overload, right? Meaning, meaning 
your brain eventually says, fuck this, I'm giving up. I'm not going to continue trying to make this decision about this $2 and $2.50 jar of jam when I've got 10 options. You see what I mean? So, you know, sometimes options are great, but in this scenario, if you're trying to steer people towards a, uh, a way of communicating via like, you know, as I said, zoom, right. Um, don't give it. You can't give people a bunch of options. So back to the grocery store story. So they, they, they tried, tested it. And they noticed that, you know, 30% of the people bought, right. People were and, and, and the folks doing the study were just like, they couldn't understand. So the next week they put up three jams, right. In the same store, in the same spot on the same day, one week later, they sold like 50% more than they did the Saturday before. Now, why do you think that is? Well, it's real simple. If I've got three choices or if I've got two choices, it's real damn easy to make a decision because my brain doesn't have to think. My brain doesn't have to work harder to decide a stupid decision like buying jam. And so there is a part in your brain that's, that, that, it doesn't want to be overworked, right? There's a part in your brain that says, these are too many choices. Fuck this. I'm out. And you don't want your business to be the 10 jams, right? It's just like me, right? I, 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 you know, when I started coaching, I was coaching on any and everything because I thought that's what people wanted, right? I thought I need to, I need to be an expert in everything. Well, you know where that got me? Nowhere because it was overload. People didn't know what I was, what I did. They didn't know I was a sales and business coach. They thought I did mindset. And really at the end of the day, I still do all those things. I just don't talk about it because all of those things are part of the sales process. Mindset, your exercise, your eating, your, uh, your habits, right? These things are super important if you're trying to, you know, shape get your uh sales team in check right you you want to make sure the culture is good right so um you know so so i would tell people you know i, I didn't really know what to tell people just tell people i'm a coach well that's also that's such a blanket statement nobody really knows what you can help them with and here's the thing i struggled hard with this i mean hard because i I felt like I needed to tell people everything that I could help them with. And the fact of the matter is, is I didn't want to help people with everything. I only want to help people with the things that I enjoy talking about, right? And the things that I'm most effective at. And that is sales and sales process and company culture. And, you know, if you follow me, which obviously you do, if you're watching this or listening to this, you know, Andy Frisella is one, you know, I'm part of the Arte Syndicate and Andy and, and Ed Milet, Andy Frisella and Ed Milet head up the group, of course. And, and Andy has an amazing culture in his company first form, right? I mean, you know, it's, there's not a single time that I've bought something from first form that I didn't get a handwritten note inside. I even, you know, sometimes they even will send me like a free coffee mug. Now, granted, that might cost them $3, but it doesn't matter. It's the fact that they're thinking about me as the customer. And maybe they, you know, may, maybe a coffee cup is not going to match my personality whatsoever. It doesn't matter. It's the point is, is that they took the time to separately package an item for me and didn't even tell me, right? It just showed up on my doorstep and and it was like, you know, it, it's almost like a, a, the best way I can describe it is, you know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it, it's a feeling like, oh man, I think they made a mistake. And then I called them and I'm like, hey dude, you guys sent me a, you know, a hundred to zero um, coffee mug. And they're like, yeah, I hope you enjoy that. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, you know, you're a, you're a loyal customer. You buy stuff from us and we just want to show our token of appreciation. So that's why we sent you the mug, right? And that's really fucking cool. 
I mean, I don't know of another company out there that just randomly sends stuff out or randomly sends a note in the mail. And when I say a note, I don't mean like some half-ass typed up note that, that's generic and everybody, I'm talking about this, these guys, they send, when they send my notes, they're like, hey, Corey, you know, hope, hope your successful life podcast is going well. I hope that, you know, you guys are kicking ass, your wife, Autumn, I hope your daughter, Alana, is doing, I mean, like, shit, it's like, wow, dude, they really did the research and they really did the work. And I wish I could say I'm as thorough as they are, but I am nowhere near as thorough as they are. So, you know, I, I just tell you that story about First Form because they're such an amazing company. And this is the thing, you'd be surprised how many companies have no sales process, have no company culture. And listen, those things go in hand in hand because if your company culture is fucked up, guess what? You are going to have a fucked up company. It's just a matter of time before things go south. Here's an example, right? So I've got a, uh, a, a client that I've been working with for a while and company culture I thought was great. And I would have expected it to be great because uh, I know the guy and he's, you know, he's a stand up dude. And the fact is, is like, it's really hard to make sure that the company culture stays at a hundred percent. Right. I mean, you can't really expect it to be a hundred percent, but I can promise you one thing first born hundred percent, right. I would be willing to gamble on if I were a gambling, I'd be willing to bet you that I could walk through first form right now and not find a single thing on the floor. And that makes me feel pretty good because they make my nutritional products. Right. So, um, you know, so back to the virtual selling, like, listen, you guys, you've got to adapt to using video, using virtual means of communication, because right now this is, probably the most important thing that you need to learn how to do. And I hear all the time, right? Um, they say, I, I hear people say, um, you know, you're, you're, I hear people say all the time, well, Corey, listen, my business is different, dude. I can't, I can't do Zoom. Bullshit. Or maybe in a, overseas, Corey, you know what? You're an American. I, I can't do Zoom. Uh, bullshit. Um, I just, I look like shit on video. I look like shit on the computer and I just don't know why that is. Well, I guess, uh, take a look in the mirror, uh, because it looks just like your computer screen, right? So at the end of the day, if you don't like the way you look on video, there could be several reasons for that, right? Here's a couple of them. One, your lighting may suck. Two, your Audio may be fucked up. Three, you may have shit sitting behind you that's not cohesive. That's not um, that's not aesthetically pleasing. Pleasing, right? If you are doing virtual calls with your cu customer and client, your customers or clients, don't sit in your bedroom with the fucking bed behind you unmade. Don't don't do it in your um, kitchen where you've got, you know, um, dishes in the sink. Don't, I mean, use common sense don't, and don't show up on your zoom call. Like you just woke up because guess what? Your clients and customers, they're going to see that. Now, you could do that if you're on the phone, right? You can have that conversation because nobody knows what you look like. But if you're doing virtual, let me explain why virtual is so important. So if you think about the telephone, there's only one primary mode, technically mode of, of uh, well, two actually, two, two, two of the three um, ways people communicate. And that is through one, through body language is 55%, tonality, which is 37% or 38%, and then the words. So let me explain what those three things are. So body language, you, if you were watching this, uh, you could see that my hands are moving. You can see my facial expressions. You can see if my shoulders are down. You can see if they're back, right? I can, if my shoulders are slumped over, 
um, if you're not driving, slump your shoulders over really quick and then ask yourself, how do I feel right now? Uh, you feel sad. You feel down. You feel like you feel like almost depressed, right? I mean, and then sit up. Now, the opposite of what I said, sit up and, and sit up tall. And don't you feel more powerful when you do that? Hell yes, you do. There is There are studies that show the two points that I just hit on, right? And so, so body language is unbelievably important. Your emotional, um, emotional, I, I just lost it, emotional intelligence is super important. So what I mean by emotional intelligence, and this is not part of the three part I was telling you just a moment ago, but emotional intelligence is where you get told that there's no way in hell you're getting the sale. And if your shoulders drop, your face drops, your kind customer can see they just suck the fucking wind out of you. They can tell that you had every thing riding on that deal. Now, where, what do you think they're going to think after they see that? They're going to think, oh my God, no, I'm glad I didn't go with Corey because that dude, you know, I was just joking around with him and told him that we, he didn't get the sale and man, he just went all to hell, right? So you've confirmed that they made the right decision if you don't have good emotional intelligence. So, okay, so tonality, right? Tonality is the inflection of your voice. So if I'm telling you a story and I move in my, and you can hear the tonality, right? You can hear the voice inflection. You can hear it go up and you can hear it go down, right? You can hear me talk slower and more soft and you can hear me speed up and talk really fast. And do you see that is, that, that is the definition of tonality. Now words, I don't have to really explain that. That's 7% of this equation. And the words are only 7%. So if you're fired, so back to my, you know, circle back around to the first of this podcast, if you're sending out emails, guess what, dude, you're missing 93% of communicating with your clients. Now, I don't know about you, but I need my client, I want my clients to get all 100%. And the way you can do that is through virtual selling or video and then when i say video i mean you could even hear it look i'm going to give you a, i'm going to give you a super 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 tactical tip you ready for this it's going to blow your fucking mind here's how you get better on video i'm going to shoot you straight pull your damn iphone out and go into a room by yourself and just shoot video after video after video after video, after video, it's called repetition. You know, it's just like a muscle. You have to work it for it to grow. If you want to get better on video, then you have to practice on video. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and just be better on video. It's just not going to happen, right? People freak the fuck out because they see themselves on video. Well, um, again, that goes back to a couple of reasons. Either one, you're not confident in yourself, or two, or two, you're, you're not prepared, right? Or three, you hate the way you look. And, you know, I had a lady just the other day tell me, she said, you know, I just, I just can't get this damn Zoom thing down. And I'm like, okay, like, is it a technical thing? No, because you're on Zoom now. So what exactly is, I don't know. I just, I don't, I can't sell as well on video. And I'm like, well, what's the, what is the hold? Like, what is it that you're missing? Because you meet with clients one-on-one, -on -one, right? Yes. Okay. So when you're having a conversation with a client one-on-one, -on -one, how is it any different than looking at it through Zoom, right? Because they can see you, you can see them, you all look the same. And here's the thing. It is a mindset problem. It is, a, and I think it really goes back to, how people used to view cold calling. People hate to cold call. I hate to cold call. However, I'll do it. I've done it a million times. Shit, I used to work in a call center in Las Vegas 
way back in the day for a company. And what we would do, and I'm not proud when I say this, but I'm just telling you what happened. You know, we would call, this was back in the day, and, and I'm going to date myself by saying this, but what do I, I you know, I could care less, it's fine. Um, we would have to make 150 to 200 cold calls a day. And we were calling on businesses, getting them to switch their long distance over to our company. Here's the catch. If you're my age, I'm 42, you remember answering the phone as a kid and it being AT&T and them saying, hey, welcome, hey, this is AT&T, this is AT&T, uh, hey, this is Corey with AT&T. Listen, we've got 10 cents per minute, uh, seven, days, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right? So in my, the company that I was working for at the time, um, we would call with the same pitch, except for we would say it's 10, 10 cents per call unit, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, some people caught the difference in those two. Did you? So the difference was the first one was AT&T calling with 10 cents per minute for long distance. What I was saying was 10 cents per call unit, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, what I didn't tell them, and I didn't even know this technically at the time, I really did not know this, truthfully. And I've done some shady shit in my life, I'll be the first to tell you, but this one, I, I really didn't know, and I didn't ask any questions because I was making a lot of money. And that's all I cared about at the time. Um, but what we were doing is there was like 25 fucking call units in a minute. And so the way this company operated, well, you know, I'll just go ahead and tell you, like, first of all, in the year that I was there, we changed fucking company names probably six times. Like, I kid you not. I was like, why do we keep changing DBAs? And I didn't really, you know, I didn't know shit about business. I didn't really know, you know, I didn't know that there was something fishy up. I kind of had a feeling there was something a little fishy up, but my paycheck kept cashing, so I didn't give a fuck. So... This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. What they would do is they would, they had a system in place that they could, once somebody signed the piece of paper saying we could take over their account for a long distance, we would, we would switch all of their lines over. These were all businesses that we were calling. We'd switch all their lines over and we made it so, so difficult to come to switch it back to where they were that it would take them about six months. Well, in that six months, I mean, they were getting you know, five, $10,000 phone bills. And I'm talking about a fucking mom and pop shop, right? A, a company that, you, you know, outside appearances is literally a, like a, you know, husband and wife in a, like a, you know, country convenience store, right? They can't afford that amount of money. And so what would happen is their, you know, their phone lines would get cut off if they didn't pay their bill. And they're a business. And this is when, you know, people didn't just chalk it up and switch lines, right? Today, you could do that all day long. But, but then that they had that, again, they had a system in place that would trap the, the customer uh, into their phone plan. And it was awful. You know, I, I, there's no telling how many businesses we probably ruined by doing that shit. And the company obviously went out of business eventually and who God only knows the guys probably got locked up and they should have been because they knew. So here's the thing, right? You have to be transparent. And I'm not even sure where I was going with the story about the call unit thing, but the, but at the end of the day, man, like you got to be transparent, right? I mean, you got to, you want to be transparent. You want to be a good person, right? And you want to be the person that you could look back and say, 
you know, I, I really liked the person that I was. I really like the man I became or the woman I became. And so, um, you know, so back to the lady in, in her selling, like, you know, she is not comfortable with herself. She's not prepared. She's not either, either not prepared for the call or she hates that she's gained weight or, and I'm not saying she's gained weight. I'm just telling you, that's my thought that maybe she feels like she's gained weight. Listen, maybe she looked great. I don't even remember what she looked like, but, but at the end of the day, she hated the way she looked. And we, at, you know, as society are trained to make sure that we look, you know, look the best. And so when we're put in uncomfortable situations, just like her in Zoom, it's, you know, it's taken a toll on her business. And so I had to be very honest with her and say, listen, like, you know, you're, maybe there's something else going on here that I'm not aware of, but like, are you showing up prepared, right? Are you showing up as the person, if they were, are you showing up like you would in person? And the answer to that is no, because either I think she's not prepared or it's showing up as, you know, um, the lighting sucks. Maybe the camera on her computer sucks. Um, you know, it's interesting. I have a, you know, I've got a MacBook and, and my camera sucks on it. I've got to get another camera because this is super important. I mean, it's great when the lighting's great, but when the lighting's off, it sucks ass. And so it makes me look different, right? I mean, not, not saying it makes me look that much different. It doesn't make me look like I, it's not like I don't recognize myself, right? And that's the way this person came across. It's like, she just think, well, you know, fucking Zoom has made me gain like 50 pounds. That's just, I'm just telling you what I thought. Um, and so, you know, when you're, when we're talking about virtual selling guys, listen, I mean, this is, it's 2020, dude. Like it is November. It's almost Thanksgiving in 2020. We're almost to 2021, dude. And if you had not been on video before March hit, well, you, you didn't have any choice. And how much more money could you have made if you would have been prepared with the right stuff? That's my question. You know, how much more money could you have made? And the answer to that is you would have been able to flow right into this thing seamlessly, just like I did. And, and, and I, I'll just tell you, dude, if, if a friend of mine, Zal, had not said to me, Corey, you're such a charismatic dude. You're such a, like you talk, like the way you talk, the way you act. He's like, you, you've never done a Facebook live. And this was like two years ago. And I'm like, no, dude, no way in hell I'm going to do a, would I do a Facebook live? Dude? I mean, like there's, it was completely out of the question. He was like, all right, so, you know, uh, I'm going to go ahead and challenge you, dude. He was like, uh, I want you to do a 30 day Facebook challenge with me. And I'm like, okay, um, I could do that. And or I, at first I gave him some pushback, obviously. And, and then I decided that this would be, you know, this is something that I needed to do. And I don't know why. Uh, I just felt like it was, uh, well, I'm just, let me just be straight with you. Like, I don't, if I'm, if somebody challenges me to do something, I mean, I'm going to do it right. One way or the other, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. And, you know, um, and that's just the kind of person that I am. And so I did this Facebook live and I will, I'll be the first to tell you, man, I probably recorded that video before I actually went on Facebook live. I probably did 55 takes before I ever actually hit the live button. Why do you think that is? Well, I'm going to tell you it was fear. Right. And that really is what this whole virtual selling issue is, is fear of getting on camera, fear of doing something that you don't know about, fear of looking stupid, fear of judgment, fear of rejection. This rules so many people's lives. And, 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 and if you live by that fear, you're going to live a miserable life. I've been there. I've done that for a long time. So, you know, 
I took the challenge and I did it and I finished it, of course. And, and, and I got to tell you, after that, I was comfortable doing video. Hence why I'm telling you, I, you need, you're going to want to go ahead and do like sit in front of your computer or your camera, I mean, your phone or whatever you're going to, you want to sit in front of and just do takes. Nobody's going to see them. Nobody will ever get a hold of them because they're in your personal property. Right. I mean, and if you're not comfortable doing it in front of people, like I said before, go, go into a room or go somewhere where you're not going to be bothered, where nobody can hear you. And as far as the Facebook live goes, like I, or, or, or Instagram live, whatever, I, here, here was the fear I had. The fear I had was I'm going to go live and I'm going to get bombarded by comments and questions and just, I'm going to get pummeled. Well, let me just tell you, I'm not as important as I thought I was because I think one person, maybe two, that first or that first Facebook live even logged in, right? Even logged on to the damn thing. And I think one of them was Al. So, so get, get over yourself, right? Because at the end of the day, unless you're, you know, unless you have a, you know, unless you're well known, you're not going to get a bunch of hate probably. I mean, unless you go on there and you say something really fucking stupid and you know, people do that shit all the time, especially now with the elections. So, so I just want you to think about that, right? I want you to think about the fact nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to, it's the new normal, right? It's normal to do a Facebook live. It's normal to do an Instagram live. It's normal to be on video. It's normal to be okay being on video, right? I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's normal. I'm sorry. It's normal to be nervous getting on video, but I'm going to tell you first time you do it, the next time it's going to get easier after that, after, you know, let's just say, you know, after your 10th, 15th, 25th, maybe take, you're going to be more comfortable. You're going to have a little bit more of a talk track down, so to speak. Now, some people do use teleprompters. I've tried to use teleprompters in the past and I either talk too fast or I talk too slow or I get, I, I get in my head about I, I missed a word and then I get stuck on I missed a word. So teleprompter was not for me. Now, there's a bunch of apps out there that will absolutely unequivocally without a doubt um, help you with having a teleprompter. Hell, some of them will read it, you know, it'll read it right off the screen while you're recording, which is pretty cool if you need that. And I, and I don't have any good, you know, apps to tell you about because I can't remember what they are and because I don't use them. And, and the only time I would really need to use a teleprompter is if I was teaching on something that I didn't fully know all the details about. Right. So, you know, now, like I, not from the podcast necessarily, but actually I don't do anything. I, I just do the podcast. I just roll with it. Right. So, um, but, but when I'm in my, I do a sales tip Tuesday, every Tuesday for the chamber of commerce. And when I do my sales tip Tuesday, so I stay on track, I make sure that I have bullet points, right? And, and it's okay to have bullet points. It's okay to have a script, I guess. The problem, well, you know what, actually, let me take that, that script part back. I, I disagree with that. Unless you're doing something or you're, you know, if you're the president of the United States, you got to give a fucking hour long speech. Yeah, you probably need some damn notes, right? You probably do need a teleprompter. You probably do need to read stuff off the uh, off the screen, right? And or if you're a newscaster, think about it. It's not like you have all the words that you need to say. And not to mention that you you know you're in a situation like that, you have to say the right stuff, right? So I wouldn't be a very good off the cuff broadcaster because I cuss all the time, and you know for a lot of people that could be a turn off. So. So back to back to the you know virtual selling and and the importance of it. Like you want to make the experience for your client or customer seamless. You want to make it amazing. You want to make it the best call they've ever had because they're probably going to be you know they they may be nervous right and they don't want to sense that you're nervous on video because they may think you're really nervous about something other than just being on video. In fact, they're probably not even going to be thinking about that. 
especially if they already use Zoom. So, you know, you want to make sure that you show up the way you would in person, right? And, you know, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter. It absolutely does not fucking matter. I know, let me just tell you, like a guy called me the other day and he was telling me, he was like, dude, you know what? We're selling 200 trucks a month virtually. And I'm like, well, how are you doing that? And he was like, we take pictures, we take video, we hop on Zoom and we talk to the client. And I said, well, wait a minute. How do they test drive the trucks? He said, they don't. I said, what do you mean? How much are the trucks? He was like, dude, they range from 20,000 to 170,000. I'm like, what? Somebody pays you $170,000 sight unseen? Yep. Why? We don't give them. I said, why? why? How, how? He said, we don't give them an option to do it any other way. If they want to do business with my company, they have to do it virtually. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's November 17th or 18th. And I think a lot of people are going to be selling virtually from now on. I know for me, I may not ever go into another client meeting. Why would I? Why would I get in my car, drive to the client's business and meet with them? I mean, that, that's stupid at this point. Now, it's a little bit different if you've got something that you need to, you know, that there, there are uh, exceptions for sure. Exceptions, not necessities, right? There's no zero necessity for you getting in your car and going to a business right now because you could do everything right here on zoom and your client and customer can see you on zoom they can see your body language they can hear your tonality they hear your words right they see your facial expressions people buy from people not from bots not from fucking click funnels not from any of that bullshit Right. I mean, people crave a, the human to human interaction. I know. For, look, listen, or here, here's a great example. Let's just take April. April 2020. Right. We had been locked in our house or let's just take May. We'd already been locked in our house. What, a month and a half approximately. and I don't know about you, but I was dying for some human interaction outside of my wife and child. And I was dying to meet up with people. And I'm not even a super social butterfly, right? I'm not a super social person. In fact, I, I don't do anything outside in a social setting. But damn, when you tell me I got to be locked down, I'm ready to go out and do shit, right? I mean, hell, we went to Target every day which I'm sure Target had that by design along with the rest of the people that were open, but I won't get into that. Target's the bane of my existence because my wife has to go there. I feel like every day anyway. So I'm going to tell you though, I love me some, I love me some Target. When I was locked down, I love me some food line. I love me some Harris Teeter. I'd go anywhere that was open. I mean, just to, be around other people even you know of course i don't believe that covid19 has killed all the people they say it has i don't believe that it's near as bad as people think it is um i sure as hell don't think we need to be wearing masks um but that's beside the point i'm getting off subject virtual selling so you know you guys you know you crave that human to human interaction because we've had it for so long and again, humans buy from humans. They don't buy from anybody else. And so if you are making cold calls or you're making phone calls to your clients, they don't feel like you're a human, right? Not as much as on a video, right? Or on Zoom. Here's another cool thing. I mean, of course, I guess you could do this with telephone, but you can record all, you know, all everything through Zoom and you can refer back to it. And I do that with my clients now, so I don't take notes during my coaching calls, I go back and watch the call, 
right? So I want to make sure I don't miss anything. I want to make sure I can read the person. I want to see when I say certain things, how their body language is. I want to see their facial expressions. I want to see if I've upset them. If I haven't upset them, I want to see if they're buying into what I'm saying. You see what I mean? And these are all massive, massive deals. And you've got, you're going to want to make sure that you do that. You're going to want to make sure that you can communicate at the highest level, especially right now. People are scared, right? People are nervous about going out. People are nervous about a lot of shit. Anyway, all right. So, um, you know, <coughs> excuse me, our virtual selling has been tied to like robots, right? I mean, most people think of virtual, when they think of virtual, they think of virtual reality or they think of a software program or a robot. So if you think about that virtual selling as a robot or some kind of AI product or again, uh, software or gaming, right? That's not it. That's not it at all. And, and at the end of the day, you know, you're, it's your job to make sure people don't believe that, right? So you are, you currently leverage virtual selling and you just made me not realize it, right? So it's as simple as like this. You use text messaging, you use video, you may not use video chat, you use email, you use text messaging, you use audio messaging, you use video messaging, you use whatever, right? Every salesperson uses virtual in some shape, form, or fashion. I mean, every single day we have been doing this forever, as long as we've had an iPhone for sure. Um, but, you know, if you think about email too, that is still considered virtual, right? But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about something that can be automated here. I'm talking about getting on video. So, but still, you've been using some form of virtual communication for years and you just didn't realize it because you didn't think about, well, text messaging, that's virtual. Uh, text message, uh, 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 audio messaging, that's virtual, right? You're not there. So you want to get it out of your mind that virtual is always linked to some kind of, you know, uh, computer program or whatever it is you have in your brain, right? A lot of people have this belief about selling virtually or getting on Zoom or whatever video. And so, um, you know, it's a belief. It's, it's your silly belief. If you're sitting there thinking, I would never get on Zoom, and you're listening to this podcast, most likely, that's not the case. But if it is, you got you to gotta divorce that bullshit belief. You have to stop it because if you don't, you're never going to get anywhere. I mean, especially with things the way things are right now. So this is super important, guys. If you're not getting on, if you're not getting on video and you're not doing any kind of virtual selling, if you're in sales, you need to you need to fucking wake up because this is the new way, dude. This is not going away. This is not going away. Virtual selling is not going away. I don't care if the elect if they called the you know whoever the winner today and the coronavirus died today and everybody went back to normal people would still think about this okay if you're a, if you work in a large company or you work in any company that's had restrictions that would be all of them just about unless you're an essential company and even essentials right i i mean i i've had multiple virtual meetings with my doctors because they didn't want people coming in the office. And quite frankly, it was easier for me to do it that way. So I was like, shit, I'm cool with that, right? I mean, because of Zoom, right? Here's, here's another quick example. I scheduled six back-to-back -back calls today for a half an hour each, right? I filled up my time slots, six calls for tomorrow. That's six different people that I'm going to be able to interact with face-to-face -face through my computer, right? It's not really face-to-face, -face, but it feels like just about like face-to-face. -face. To me, it feels no different, right? I mean, there's a little bit of difference, but not, there's really not much. But that's also because I'm used to doing Zoom. I'm used to, you know, doing my job through a computer. And, and maybe, you're, maybe you're an introvert. 
right? Maybe you're like, well, I, you know, I've never gotten on Zoom. Well, guess what? You need to revert back to the first of the podcast or maybe even the middle when I mentioned it, like get in front of your camera and start doing takes. You may feel stupid, fine. But guess what? When you were in little league, when you were a kid, or if you were, uh, if you're a, you were a cheerleader, or if you were little league football, or whatever it was, your ass went to practice. Why? So you could get better. If you think about that, how many fucking times do you think Tom Brady throws a football every year off the field? A gazillion times, right? Far more times than he throws them on the field. So it's reps. It's building that emotional or it's building that virtual muscle, so to speak. It's building the confidence in you to have a conversation with somebody over the computer. I mean, what do you think? They're going to reach out and punch you in the face? I mean, come on. You're a lot safer sitting at your house in front of the computer than you are going out in public at this point. I mean, anyway, so virtual selling is here. It's not going anywhere. And if you don't get on board, you are going to wish that you had. I mean, you're going to want to get on board because you don't want to get left behind. And if you're in business for yourself, if you're in business, if you're in business uh, with somebody, either way, you are going to want to adopt this because if you don't, your results are going to suck. And I don't like sucky results. I enjoy the results that I get from this. And I enjoy the fact that I'm comfortable doing it. And it doesn't have anything to do with the way I look. I've got a huge nose, right? And I see it every time I get on. But do I give a shit? No, because everybody sees my big ass nose, no matter where I am, right? It's just the way it is. And it doesn't matter if it's through computer or not. So listen, I, again, uh, I'm the sales CEO. Uh, you can find me at salesceo.co. You could also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and find me on LinkedIn uh, under Corey Barrier. And listen, I really appreciate you guys sharing the podcast. I appreciate you guys liking it. I appreciate you downloading it. I appreciate, you know what? I've had more downloads from the ones that I've done this way than I have some of my biggest people that I've interviewed. And that's kind of strange, right? But you know why I didn't do regular podcasts? I wasn't confident. I'm confident enough to interview anybody on the planet, but I wasn't confident enough to do my own podcast. How fucking stupid was that? Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. I've kept you too long. And uh, get out there and do some virtual selling, dude. Do some reps. Make sure you do it, okay? And listen, if you need some help, reach out. I'm happy to help you. You can, uh, you know, you found the podcast, you know how to find me. So listen, you guys kick ass, take names. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.